Bye, boy Liam Thompson, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets. What's happening, everybody? Stephen Wilson here from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and today I'm joined by a man who has arguably had one of his finest years in professional wrestling in 2018. Probably one of the most well-accomplished wrestlers in the UK over the past number of years. He also has the finest beard in Scottish wrestling. It is the bad boy and the owner of that particular sink. It is Liam Thompson. Liam, thanks for joining me. No worries, mate. How's it going? Yes, I'm very good, very good. Again, thanks for taking the time to speak to me today. Thank you. I appreciate you saying I've got a a fine beard. I think if I didn't mention the beard, I would have had a lot of complaints from my colleagues. So, yeah, it's it's a thing of beauty as a man with an average beard. I'll (laughs) be happy to compliment everybody else's. (laughs) I've had, uh, I get a lot of people asking me if I like diet or, you know, because it's somehow it's come through and it's symmetrical in the colour. Like, (laughs) I've got the kind of white grey bit and it just, at each side it's exactly the same and, uh, I, I don't diet or anything, I swear. <laughs> it just comes in that way. Like uh, You kind of complain if it comes like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so I'm just going to go dive straight in and ask a question that we ask pretty much any of the wrestlers or anybody around wrestling who we speak to. You can uh, ask me how I got into wrestling. Oh, bingo. You know what, oh, I'm, doing. Right. You know what I'm talking about here, mate. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I was out of nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah, how did you get into, into wrestling? Well... I always feel it's going to be the same story as everybody else say, but um, mm-hmm. so I always wanted to be um, a wrestler growing up. I think mm-hmm. maybe when I was like 12 or 13, I decided I was definitely going to do it because I was I was playing football now when I was younger and that had been what I wanted to do, but I kind of lost interest in that. Mm-hmm. I remember, this is a bit of a memory from when I was younger, like I was like a sub playing for, shit, I can't remember the team, it was maybe Dalmore or Eskimos, uh, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was standing on the bench and I uh, was standing on the bench. <laughs> I was uh, at the sidelines and I was, all I was thinking about was um, Wrestlemania. Mm-hmm. Was Wrestlemania 2000 was on that night. Right. And I was standing, I was supposed to be focused on the game and that was all I was thinking about was, was <laughs> wrestling. Eh? So that was when I kind of just decided that's definitely what I was going to do. Um, so 2004, like, so when I turned 18, mm-hmm. I eventually found a school. I'd been looking for ages and I thought I was going to have to go down to England. Mm-hmm. But then I just randomly found uh, what was the BCW wrestling school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was February 2004. Mm-hmm. And that was it from there. Yeah, so yeah, so that's how it started for me. Uh, you said obviously BCW is where you trained. Was there anything, was it, was it purely just a location that made you choose that? Or was there any other reasoning behind that, that picking that school? It was purely the location because I didn't know it wasn't like that they were advertising anything at all really apart from being a wrestling school. It wasn't like now it is today like with everybody or oh, this trainer is associated with this or that. It was just a wrestling school and I was like, Jesus, a wrestling school here in Scotland? Because obviously I'm Edinburgh so it was a bit I could travel through. Mm-hmm. But it was better than having to go down to, you know, travel all the way down to England for like a one-off camp or something, which I did actually end up doing a year later anyway. Mm-hmm. And but like it was more of a permanent like I could go every single Sunday and I was going on a Wednesday mm-hmm. and so not it was great I, could, I couldn't believe it because like growing up I mean I don't know if you guys would be the same but being like as a massive wrestling fan all the time mm-hmm. uh, at high school and folk knew me as a sort of guy that liked wrestling mm-hmm. and folk, folk liked it but there was nobody like fucking really obsessed with the way that I was mm-hmm. so when I went to wrestling school and there was all these people like that were the same level as me in terms of how much they were into wrestling like I couldn't I couldn't actually believe it <laughs> I know it's brilliant you definitely see that from running a wrestling podcast you get to see just how many people are into wrestling you know so yeah yeah it's, it's, it's really refreshing that's brilliant like, you get random conversations about 
some match and then like if I try to have that conversation at school for we really talked about it <laughs> I know exa- I know exactly when I mean, you see wee things pop up now and again you're like oh yeah that's- you instantly know what's happening with it you know so yeah yeah so what were your memories actually looking back now on your actual first match my first match I mean I'll tell you my first day at training I mean I remember what was it it was Wolfgang actually mm-hmm. that was taking me through like my bumps and stuff right I always remember that because I remember I was with a guy it was three of us it was our first day I don't think the, the two other guys were with me didn't end up staying on whatever bank one guy had travelled all the way down from somewhere really obscure up north or something mm-hmm. but he didn't end up coming back so yeah that was like my first you didn't ask me my first day did you ask about was it first match first day first match you know I'll take it I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take both alright so I, I just remember being like I remember the first time standing in a ring and um, it sounds kind of cliche or what everybody says but it really felt like it, like I felt something like when I went into that the ring I knew that I was definitely going to be involved mm-hmm. in wrestling in whatever sense for like a long time to come that it was going to be a big part of my life I definitely got that feeling and I also had a, a thing I was like there was nothing I wasn't because you know when you go to try certain things at first there's, there's a hesitancy because like, obviously it's some dangerous stuff but I was like I'm doing I wanted to do absolutely everything because I knew I was going to do this and there was no way I was going to like it's not like I was just going to stop going to training or that. It was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, first match, uh, that was uh, August 2004. So it was six months later. Um, it was me and um, Brad Fusion. I don't know if you remember Brad Fusion. Mm. No. No, not one that rings a bell to me. No, he lives in America now, actually. He just followed me on Twitter. I think he started, I don't know if he'd stopped wrestling. I thought he was doing uh, mixed martial arts, but I think he started wrestling in, right. um, in California. But it was me and him against uh, Red Lightning and a guy called uh, Exodus, um, who he doesn't wrestle anymore, but he's the same guy, mm. uh, at the East Coast Red Baller at Hope. Um, I remember it, yeah, I remember it vividly. One of the. Something I do remember is, because uh, I was so nervous and I couldn't like speak or anything like that when I was out. You know, like when you're. Because we were the bad guys, but like now I'll be like shouting at the crowd of him. But the first time I was out, my mouth was just, I couldn't even speak. And um, mm-hmm. I remember I was chewing chewing gum. Right. And like I got hit with like a move or something and the chewing gum flew out my mouth. Mm-hmm. And the first thought, the end of my mind was like, oh, I'm going to get in shit for that because it's going to get sucked in my mouth. So I actually like I picked up and put it back in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God! That, oh, that would be—you can no wonder you remember that man. Sin for that. <laughs> I know. I put it back in my mouth. So. Mm-hmm. Did, did you win? Was that the more? That's the more important thing. Uh, I think we did actually. Ah, well, you know I think it was. It wasn't me that was involved in it, but it was some sort of butterfly suplex off the top. Not on me or me giving it, but I'm sure I have a vivid memory of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was my first match. Right, yeah. that it's interesting. Obviously, uh, a win's a win, you know. <laughs> As they say, you know, it doesn't matter how you win it. That's true. That's true. One of the things, obviously, I came across when I was just doing a bit of research for this was, uh, yeah, and it's always something that sticks out to a lot of people. Is you were actually part of that first ICW show in Mary Hill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All that, all, all those years ago. Was there anything in particular attracted you to doing this, or was it just a case of was it just a booking type idea at the time? I, I wanted to be a part of it because I mean it was it was two thousand and six, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, I really was just trying to get as much work as I could, and you know, a lot of the same guys that I did a lot of shows with were also on it. So I mm. definitely wanted to be to be a part of it. Mm. But I mean, I will say, like, obviously, the first few shows there wasn't a lot of people there, mm-hmm. but. The Mary Hill, like the community halls, I did feel that there was something special about that. Just when it, even when there was nobody there, 
there was definitely something special but obviously I would never have predicted or would anybody have predicted the, the sort of success mm-hmm. yeah totally I mean it's, it's probably a good chance to ask what, do you, how have you seen the, the, the company's evolvement over the years obviously obviously Hydro uh, in the last three years but how do you per- have you personally felt about it? I mean I think it's amazing and I think it's bigger and better than anybody would have imagined Mm-hmm. And I think the standards are a lot higher, like the wrestling standards are a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even now to, to think about where ICW is, is is baffling. I mean, when I think all the, the way back to 2006 and even 07, 08, right up until we were in, uh, you mean we were in the Apollo for a bit? Yeah, that's kind of when it started to. Um, but yeah, no, incredible. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely mad. I mean, even just rest the way wrestling has evolved over that. 10 year period is, is unbelievable in the UK you know yeah I mean everything seems to be so distant like you know like America WWE everything like that it seemed like this thing that was miles and miles away mm-hmm. but obviously now there's you know there's a relationship there and everything so it's completely changed mm-hmm. yeah you, you've got pretty much access to that to, to the company well, no, I mean, you, you can, you'll, you'll be doing a show I mean you never know who's watching it like mm-hmm. compared to back then you'd be like oh nobody will ever see this <laughs> I know that that's why you always, always chance to impress, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. One of the other things, obviously, one of the other big early achievements was uh, you were the you were the first one of the PBW, the King of the Cruisers. That's right. I back in '07. Yeah. Uh-huh. Given the the caliber of some of the stars that you kind of see competing in that match and going for that crown nowadays, I mean, how big of an honour was it looking back now that you were the first guy? Oh, it's definitely brilliant now looking back, especially when you look at all the guys that have won it. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's been loads of big names that have gone on to do things. The one thing it does do is remind me like how fucking old I am. But I'm, <laughs> the thing is, I'm not actually that old. I'm a lot younger than you think. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, 22. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm uh, 33. I actually just turned 33 last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, but I when I see that like first ever, you know, King of Cruisers, it's definitely a big achievement for me. And at the time, it meant everything to me. Like mm-hmm. it really, it really was. But yeah, when I see that 2007, it's it's quite scary. Like, cause I mean, it's so long ago now, and it was that 11, 12 years ago. 12 years, yeah. That's it's actually terrifying. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely that the PBW itself is a company. They're putting on some great stuff now. So I, I love that. I mean, I love the the PBW shows, the, mm-hmm. the sort of family shows at the town hall, and I absolutely love them shows. I mean, actually, I've done their first show as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, actually, I think me and Red Lightning were the first match, right? And in Shawlands, I'm right. right wrong. wrong. Yeah, no, to- uh, totally. But yeah, they're they they're a fantastic company. Putting on some great stuff. Speaking of the obviously PBW, there's a uh, kid fights. One of the guys very much involved with that one. And my earliest memory of yourself was um, being involved in the Fight Club tag team. Right, yeah, yeah. With Kid Fight, I mean, how did you get? How did you meet Fight? How did you get to know him? Well, Kid Fight, he was he also trained at the BCW school, mm-hmm. so that's where he started as well. So, I don't know. He wasn't. Uh, I don't know if he fell away a little bit at the time, but when I started training, I don't remember him being there every week, but he would be there sort of, you know, reasonably regularly. So that was like the first time I met him. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of getting involved with, you know, tagging with him. He used to tug with, uh, tag with a guy. Tug with a guy. <laughs> he used to tag with a guy uh, called Judge Jimmy James, and they were like the original Fight Club. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think he just kept cancelling on uh, Ross all the time. Mm-hmm. So Ross needed uh, somebody to jump in, so I, I jumped in. Um, mm-hmm. I think for the first time down at, um, it was one at one PW. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them from from donkeys ago. Yeah, uh, the, 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 I've seen I've seen the name, never really seen much of the content. That was kind of like where me and Ross like we really established ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, was in one PW, and the first time we tagged, yeah, I think it was two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. and then we started tagging regularly there. We had a bit of success, and then we started doing it kind of everywhere else. Yeah, and we didn't do it so much in Scotland, and we did it a bit. Obviously, we did it later in ICW. Um, but there was a time where I was still doing singles and uh, Kid Fight was still doing singles, mm-hmm. even when we were probably more established as a team as opposed to being singles. We just we tended not to do it in Scotland so much at certain times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You did a lot in Preston, Preston City Wrestling, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did their first show, and I think we were there, I can't really remember, but we won the tag team championships down there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we were the first tag team. I'm not sure. I can't. <laughs> Maybe we were the first tag champions. I'm not sure. <laughs> Possibly. You seem to be the at the first time for a lot of things. First, <laughs> being on first that might shows. not be right though. Like what I just said, there might not be right. <laughs> nah, no, it's fine. There's no problem at all. It's, but uh, you, 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 you won tag titles all across the UK. You won it in a lot of promotions. Yeah, yeah, uh, we did some stuff uh, in Europe as well. We did um, we had titles in Denmark and uh, Germany. I think we won titles for like a day or something. Right, right. Um, so yeah, quite, quite good. Mm-hmm. Well, he's disappointed that he's never really got to win the, the ICW ones. Uh, I mean, I definitely, like at the time, we'd, we never really got the chance, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, in ICW. I don't even remember a big tag title match that we had. Mm-hmm. If I'm, I mean, I might be mistaken now, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, no, I never, like, I enjoyed tagging with uh, Kid Fight Woods obviously is some of the best of my career but it never really got rolling in, in ICW for us the same way that it did in other companies mm-hmm. yeah I mean the ICW did actually have a pretty stacked tag division round about that point I remember yeah. quite well you had the, the Sumerian Death Squad and the, were, were there quite regularly as well so oh yeah so there was so much going about, so yeah. I wonder what one of their guys is doing this weekend. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> something, something in Phoenix, you never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. One of the things that ICW, the, the team with you and Fight ended on, on that promotion, because you went heel, essentially, and turned on them. Right. Uh, can you talk to us about your uh, early heel days and how you found becoming a heel? Are you quite comfortable with that transition? Being a heel? Well, yeah. I mean, as far as like my work, that over the years I've, I've predominantly been a heel pretty right. much I mean I had basically even now rarely rarely been like a good the good guy mm-hmm. uh, really limited I did some stuff I don't know if you remember wild promotions but mm-hmm. I was a baby face there but like really I was heel everywhere and being a heel is what I love you know it's where I'm most comfortable and where I think I sort of do my best work is when I am a heel I don't mm-hmm. know it seems to come come more naturally to be a dick <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the guys on our team in the podcast, he trains at the, the GPWA. Where oh, you, yeah. You did a seminar. And you you said you mentioned something there about how much you, you the heel face dynamic is something that's a big thing to you in wrestling. Oh no, it definitely is. But I think it's almost lost in a way now. Mm-hmm. But you can. I used to be of the the opinion that you know the heel should never really do anything that makes them look better than the baby face because what what does it achieve really? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really achieve a whole lot. But yeah, the business has, has changed a lot, so I know that doesn't really stand. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you do something 
you know, write and put it in the right order or whatever, you can always make it make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if as a heel, if you're going to do something flashy, at least do it with uh, some sort of aspect of cheating or something. Mm-hmm. Or you do something flashy and then you get your comeuppance. Like, Aye. rather than just a big high spot with flashy moves that the baby face that you're wrestling can't do. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you going to, what are you doing for them? <laughs> like, but... Uh, you know. Oh yeah, totally. It's something I quite agree with myself. You obviously get that type. You've got that kind of cool heel type aspect now that you never yeah, used to get. Yeah, exactly. Well, fans like to cheer the heel, but mm-hmm. obviously there's nothing better than a good old fashioned heat magnet. <laughs> you know, there is. But there's, I mean, with wrestling, there's got to be such sort of. You know, everybody's got to have different acts and that. So I guess if every bad guy just did nothing. <laughs> and was just plodding along then I guess it wouldn't be as good so it's it's about being like especially nowadays it's about being really creative and thinking of ways to still be able to be a heel but to incorporate something cool or flashy because I mean that's kind of what seems to be working uh-huh. is, is there anybody in particular in the industry that you see now that you think is good at being that type of heel? I think Jericho mm-hmm. when when he is a heel when he even when he was in WWE and that when he's came back on certain runs he he seems to make himself, you know, he can still throw in some of his cool moves, but mm. you still hate him. And he, you know, the way that he puts the matches together, it just seems to work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he still will pop out like a cool drop kick or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That's a great one. He's, he's stuff in Japan in the last year as well, just shows how much he can yeah, develop yeah. himself. Definitely, definitely. And you still, you like, when he's in the role of the heel, you, you do hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, something about it, the way that he does things mm-hmm. well, that's why he's one of the best to ever wrestle exactly. you know so exactly now round about this type of time period I was talking about about 2014 time uh, you started uh, working a lot more with Carmel who's obviously now your wife oh yeah do you think that added something a bit more to your game because a lot of the people who have spoke about in the past the likes of The Miz in America WWE said his game's up to when he was with his wife yeah I mean like, if we're talking about are you exclusively talking about ICW when you're saying 2014 I'm more talking about ICW that was when yeah. I first came about it but obviously you would have been working together before yeah that. like well it was great to get to, to do it in, in ICW because we had like we had done it like for years where Carmel would be my valley like we'd done mm. like the first a lot of the first stuff that she done was as my valley and then in PBW she was my valley and that so to be able to get to do it at ICW was brilliant and it definitely led to having a lot I'd say a lot more fun when we were doing things and I don't know oh, it does really help I don't know other people that, that have their wives or their partners as seconds or whatever maybe be able to, to understand what I'm saying but it does give you a level of being comfortable it's quite nice to have you <laughs> Your um your wife, or well, she wasn't my wife at the time, but my my partner to be there. You know, we're both you know in the car on the way back, getting food and all that. All that stuff was really nice. Mm-hmm. I miss that. To be honest with you, I do miss. I miss having her like backstage a lot, like because you know you could always go. I know show somebody I could go to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, what did you say? What was the question? Uh, obviously, <laughs> did it help improve? It? Greeting here. <laughs> it was more. <laughs> how it, <laughs> it was more just how it improved your work in the ring, and obviously that type of stuff. You know what? I like, I like cutting the valet, and especially Carmel because I could I could rely on her. That was one thing I knew that she would never forget. Like I should always be where she needed to be for things. So I knew I could rely on her. We also just had like a natural chemistry and knew how to play off with each other really well. And we both understood as sort of villains what 
what your goal was. Um, but I loved having a valley because it added a dynamic to the match as well. Like there was a few, especially when I was the when I was PBW champion and I was like doing the, the main events. So you're you're on last. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think of different ways to. I mean, you're a lot of the time the crowd have seen everything. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think of interesting dynamic ways to do it and to have Carmel there as a sort of female valley um, added so much. You know, so much to a match. I made it sort of stand out and be different. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was this around about the time I was more it's like watching more Scottish wrestling. I like, I like the fact that when you had the feud in ICW with uh, Stevie and Kaylee. Oh yeah, yeah. How it was very much the valet role wasn't just she was there accomplishing you. She was in the ring and she they were. Everybody was getting involved in the match. Which I thought that was, was a quite a refreshing look, considering I would mainly watched WWE all that years before. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. We had some great matches with them back in, um, in ICW. Mm-hmm. There was one at the garage that we had against Stevie and Kaylee that I remember mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the first garage shows. I actually remember that one. Actually, it was one of the first garage shows I went to. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much, well, I've still gone to shows ever since, and <laughs> so it must have done something with good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good, that's good to hear. The other aspect of it is, um, no many, I don't think I ever thought I'd say this, but was it a bit different actually wrestling or? It was, I mean, I'm trying to think, because obviously we had the, the singles match at the Barrowlands, is that what you were talking about? That's the main one that comes to mind, but obviously you've probably done other stuff in there. We did, let me think, we definitely had mixed tags where I was maybe on the other side, mm-hmm. I think. We wrestled in a, I remember we were in France one time. Oh, that's a funny story. Well, it's, it's not that funny. I'm, I'm, I'll just tell you right now. I'm Go for rubbish, it. I'm rubbish at telling stories, so <laughs> it'll probably just end up being a sentence or something. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we were wrestling in uh, in France. Right. We did one show on Saturday and then we had like a wee show on the Sunday, but it was kind of like almost like a gala show. Mm-hmm. So nobody really cared about what the matches were or anything like that. So me and Carmel thought it would be funny to, it was like a six-man tag and we were on either side, so we thought it would be funny to just go in and just wrestle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because who cares? Nobody's, it was only just, um, you know, the folk that were watching it were there. And I remember she slapped me in my ear mm-hmm. and perforated my eardrum. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds nasty. So I still hold, I still hold that against her today, <laughs> and uh, so every time we argue, I bring it up. <laughs> yeah, but it was the, the Battleland ones is the one I've obviously seen more of, and that was <laughs> that was a very very. There was like the, the chemistry was obviously there between the two years, which was yeah obviously helpful. That was really really cool actually, and it's like even now to just to say that we wrestled each other at the Barrowlands mm-hmm. and we did a whole program. Like I remember watching the wee build up video for the match. I think it's still on YouTube actually. Yeah, um, and I thought, fuck, that's really really cool. Um, and like saying like twenty years, we'll be able to look back and say, Christ, we've done that. And it's it's you know like when when you're especially like a big show like the Barrowlands and how big it was you're kind of like there's all this excitement and it's you're nervous and and you just can't wait to, to go out there and to be able to go through that with your partner mm-hmm. and then to come out the other side and that elation of it, it being good and everything like that that was you know treasure that like mm-hmm. yeah she, she was definitely ahead of her time in terms of women's wrestling I think when you look at where it's at right now yeah yeah no definitely in terms of like character and then her promos and stuff were second to none like Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of you talk about. Uh, we've talked in the past to a lot. They get the one now, Kaylee and uh, Viper, and they've all said Carmel influenced them in the career. So, yeah, well, that was it. I mean, when it was, I mean, Carmel and say Sarah mm-hmm. were really the only like when we were first starting out in like oh five or six. They were the only 
girls that were in it, really. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't there was nobody else. Mm-hmm. But nowadays obviously there's there's loads, uh, which is great. But back then it just it just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Now um a lot of our listeners they're predominantly ICW fans, so there's one thing that they would like to hear about and it is obviously related to the sink. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> now obviously that was debuted on at the Square Go in twenty was it 2017? Uh, it was in Newcastle, so when was Newcastle? That was a, that would have been the 2017 one. Yeah, 2017. Was that yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that whole thing with Wolfgang coming out and taking the sink? Was that originally just meant to be a one night thing? It was nothing. It was it was nothing. Like <laughs> that was the thing. I had I had travelled to. I mean, I was actually really. I was gonna want to say annoyed, but I was like disappointed because. <laughs> Obviously, I wanted to be more involved, and literally all I did that night was go out, raise a sink above my head or something. Mm-hmm. Or is that what happened? Yeah, raise yeah. the sink and then he, he and stuck then, up. And then Wolfgang came out, and then that was it. So yeah, at the time I was just like, it, it was, it wasn't supposed to be to be anything really. And then I think from there, I can't even remember why. I think I was filming like I might have these in the wrong order, but. Do you remember we, we did a few things and it was like the Christopher Saint? Yes, yeah, I remember and that, I, yeah. And I remember like we were doing some sort of video and then the sink was in the background. Mm-hmm. And then I just happened to highlight the sink and I was like, my sink, my sink. And I, I think that's kind of how it kind of went on from there. Like, I, there really wasn't it. And then somebody suggested the good housekeeper market. Again, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember um, what, like, how that came about. Uh, talking obviously about the good housekeeping match I mean, what, was yeah. your, what was your thoughts when you were told you're going to be in a good housekeeping match <laughs> I was excited because it was a sort of like a marquee match on that show and obviously it was with Wolfgang because mm-hmm. I've kind of been treading water a lot in ICW like I was never doing anything too significant so to be in that position against Wolfgang in a match that is certainly different from every match on the show um, was was really exciting for me, and to be honest with you, like folk weren't ex- I don't think folk were. I think folk were just thinking we were just going to fuck about <laughs> for a bit, which we did. But like, um, I don't think folk were expecting much of it, so I didn't <laughs> feel like a whole lot of pressure necessarily to go out and have like a, a great match. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Did, did, did you, had you seen the original one, the one that WWE did with Jericho? Oh, of China? course, of ah, course. Yeah. That was that was all like that was all I thought of in it. Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, was, uh, was China and Jeff Jarrett. It's, it's, it's one of those matches that it's not the most best technical match on, but you watch it and you can't not like it. Ah, it's good, good fun, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's yeah that's all. Like, it's good fun, man. Mm-hmm. It's the the whole. With the uh, with the pies and all that type of Some stuff. Some of that you? stuff, like see the was it No Mercy ninety nine, wasn't it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, it was the the last show Jarrett done before he went to WCW. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But see the whole angle they done building up to that match. I thought it was some of the funniest stuff ever, where Jarrett was just being a total dickhead to all these women. Uh-huh. And it was such a good story. I mean, folk haven't seen that to build up to that match and all this uh, stuff that Jeff Jarrett done to get heat. Fantastic. Uh, it's, one of, it's one of my earliest memories of watching wrestling, actually, that, that round about that type of time. Right. What age are you? I'm 27. Oh, I see. Right. Just turned 27, yeah, yeah so yeah, that's, yeah. When, that's when I started watching it, round about then. So. My earliest memory of wrestling is probably Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango. Do you remember, like, when, I don't know if you remember, you might have seen me now, mm-hmm. like, Papa Shango used to uh, sort of put spells on people. Ah, yeah, you did it too. Warrior. Warrior, he's throwing up and shit. That's like one of my earliest memories. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've seen that clip. have seen the clip so many times, and you, yeah, yeah. you look at it, and it's just like it's just classic wrestling at that point. That's in time. brilliant. Yeah, I love all that stuff. 
I know we talked the other night about what we do the chances of all the Charles Wright characters appearing on the Rumble tell you what that's a great idea yeah like Mick Foley style in 98 aye <laughs> but, but do that now? Uh, I don't know don't know if they would. Oh, he's still in good nick, isn't he? He's in. Ah, he shows up now and again. He wrestled in. Does wrestled in Scotland a couple of years ago. So yeah, no, I wasn't on that. I wasn't on that show actually. No, yeah. So uh, I heard he was a I heard he was a good laugh. Aye. <laughs> so I uh, the the good housekeeping match. We're back onto that topic. Uh, what an, what an amazing match that was to actually see. <laughs> I know it was. It was so much fun. Like so much fun. Like mm-hmm. probably the most fun I'd had um, at that point. Yeah. And it was so because it was so much stupid shit like with eggs, with flour. There was no better feeling than just throwing those eggs and stuff. I don't know if you mind at the end. I was like throwing them. Again, so I did something that nobody really picked up on. Like I had very liquid, right? And uh, you know at the end when Bat uh, we moved and left the ring and he got on the mic, mm-hmm. and then um, we were throwing shit at them. I started squirting very liquid over them, and then right. I started squirting it over my own head. But I don't think the camera even caught it. Mm-hmm. God, that was that was horrible, man. I had it oh. all, and I got it in my mouth and shit, and then I was worried about going my eye. Mm. Uh, I mean, did, did you and Wolfgang plan a lot of this stuff in advance, or did you just agree just to go out and just have fun with it? Yeah, we just uh, go out there and have fun. Was really how it was our our yeah. motto. Yeah. Well, it did the jo- it did the job, and it produced a a moment that everybody remembers fondly. Yeah, I mean, you got like Wolfgang's probably one of the strongest guys I've ever like known. Mm-hmm. Like, and then picking up that... See if you watch the bit where he picks up the washing machine. <laughs> like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And also what is, is really good is the... Like, I don't know, you I was so close. Mm-hmm. Like, I just got out of the way of that. Like, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't like I moved and then he dropped it. It started coming in and I just moved. Mm-hmm. But, and then he picked up the couch as well, you know what I mean? Like, the, the strength of the mental. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an unreal he's unreal talent yeah, and he's absolutely. getting to show it now that's fantastic yeah in WWE now you were out for a wee, a wee bit but the response when you came back in mid 2018 and the likes of ICW and you obviously appeared at the GPWA shows at yeah. the Asylum the response has been absolutely fantastic I mean how did it feel how much did you appreciate how well the fans received you oh I was never never expected sort of anything mm-hmm. like close to that to be honest with you and not at all and I was really really overwhelmed with everything with all the messages I got and all the different responses um, so completely blown away and it, it really meant a lot to me because it had been a difficult like I was out for a year I think it was mm-hmm. and uh, you know that whole time there was a lot of emotion like I was upset, I was angry, I was sad, I never thought I would necessarily even get to do it again. So to hear that, especially the moment when I was standing in the ring, mm-hmm. and I reveal myself in the noise, it was like, a, you know, it was a big, big deal for me, big deal. Uh-huh. I mean, how, lo- how long in advance was this was your return to plan? Was it quite short notice or had it been planned for a few months? I think it was reasonably short notice in terms of going back to that actual ICW. Like, I had started back, like... I did that in the Asylum show mm-hmm. and I kind of just say, you know, I'm good to go, let me know when you want me, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And then I was starting to do other shows as well and, and I can't remember, they were like, oh, we will bring you back, we don't have anything yet. And I think, you know, the way that I came back, was, uh, I don't think it was necessarily the plan. Mm-hmm. It certainly wasn't the plan. Right. Um, and that was probably when it wasn't too far off of like a week or something maybe less than that that we decided that's what it was going to be mm-hmm. but I, the pop was absolutely unreal I mean one of oh, it 
one of the, my colleagues on the podcast, Sarah Grave, who's a massive fan of yours, was so elated it was unreal. Yeah, like uh, it, it was mad. Like, and what a relief as well, because you, in the back of your head, you're always like, "Fuck, man, what if I go out and nobody gives a But no, it would have been like, imagine that had happened. That would have been a wee bit funny. Uh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen the humour at the time. I would have probably just said, "Came off, fuck that shit." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when you, you obviously you got came back and you instantly started renewing all the stuff that you'd done previously. I mean, your your match with Andy Wilde and the first the Gary show, your first match back at ICW was amazing as well. Yeah, I loved that. It was, it was great that we got to, to go back in and to be in there with Andy. It was great because obviously we had, you know, back in ICW's early days, we had a big series of matches. Yeah, totally. So getting to, you know, make that my, my match back was fantastic. It's amazing thinking, looking back, that you had the, obviously Zach Zafer Jr. part of that and looking where he is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, I never, like, I always... With Zach Zaber Jr., I always expected that he would have massive success because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was that good mm-hmm. and is that is that good. Yeah, it's, it's good quite now recently that um, Andy's getting a, 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 the same appreciation as well. He's getting talked about in magazines as the best rap rising star. And that type Absolutely, of stuff, so. yeah. Nothing makes me happier than seeing that, you know, the amount of years he's put in and the amount of effort he's put in and how good I know that he is. So, <laughs> so I'm getting that, it's brilliant. Yeah, totally. He's he's in he's in store for a big year. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, then after that, you then renewed with Wolfgang for good housekeeping too. I mean, yeah. If I I had to put you on the spot, what one did you prefer, the first one or the second one? Probably the first one. Right. I'd say probably the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Purely because it was the original. I love. No, leave me wrong. I love. I love the second one Mm -hmm. as well. But I don't know. There's a lot. Was a lot more. I felt a lot more pressure in the second one, and also like. I hadn't been back in the ring that long mm-hmm. when we did the second one. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you surprised at how over that sync gimmick has got? Definitely. Because <laughs> I, I just feel like I've, I've not really done anything. I've just had the sync and folks seem to like the sync. So, totally, yeah. I mean, who would have thought it? Like a sync. Yeah, I mean, I can, I've said... Is it, is it, is, I think it was in the, the Hydro show that I, I stubbed the high dub and then the reaction to you winning that sync was probably the biggest one of the biggest of the night. Oh really? I, uh, didn't, I didn't I didn't register with me when I was there. So mm-hmm. it was like the thing I don't know what it was a but I asked you to hear like but yeah, I mean I feel bad taking credit for it because obviously it's the sync's done a lot, the sync's worked hard. <laughs> and it's he's done a lot to get in the best shape that he can and stuff, so <laughs> like, I feel bad. Um, I was gonna have him with me tonight, but he's busy, so Oh right, for busy man. Don't know he's a doing old interviews himself. Yeah. Totally. But how far do you think that gimmick could actually go? Do you think it's got a lot of longevity to it or are you just taking it as it comes? WrestleMania, that's where I see it. <laughs> I could see them doing uh, like a money in the bank with a sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sink, sink in the bank. No, <laughs> money in the sink. Sink, sink on a pole match. You know what? Sink on a pole. Like, that should happen. We should do that. Sink mm-hmm. on a pole match. Uh, we had this uh, Eat Sleep Suplex retweeter campaigning for a producer on a pole match, like Quacko on a pole, we call it. All right. Uh, he's, he's no for it. <laughs> no, he's no? Uh-huh. He's no for it. We're, tra- we're trying everything. We've got kick- we've got guys like Kings of Catch on it, but he's no, he's no for it. <laughs> no. If we can get the sink up there as well, it may give him a bit of emphasis. <laughs> I definitely will. Let's do it. Absolutely, mate. Can you, ever, can you see a good housekeeping free in any future? That's what people want to hear. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Would you be up for it again, or would you? What are the stakes? I've got, I've got my sink. I'm happy. I've got my sink. I'm happy. 
I never know. There might be other things in there. You never know what happens in that one. You know, a lot of people I spoke to would have loved to have seen it at the Hydro. Oh, Some right. sort of good housekeeping match. Maybe not against Wolfgang, but maybe, you know, you and fight with actually went out in the housekeeping match. I mean, I guess, yeah. I guess with it just being such a big show, there's not always room for, for everything. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy just now. Me and my sink, we've got our life together. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to put the sink at risk for anything that absolutely absolutely we need to be big stakes mm -hmm. so one other thing obviously is um, we're now obviously in 2019 what's your plans going forward for 2019 obviously in Scottish wrestling or UK wrestling there's so much more opportunities with the a lot of the guys now going to the WWE NXT UK stuff you've wrestled in pretty much near enough every promotion in the UK most of them what do you see overall not just in ICW but in your overall 2019 I want to just work, I mean I am just now, but just work as much as I can and work as hard as I can, that's that's my plan. Mm -hmm. And I just focus on what I'm doing, don't worry too much about what else is going on. I mean my ultimate goal would be, I want wrestling to be what I do, like I want it to be like my my sort of full-time job, because obviously I still have another job just now, mm -hmm. um, that, that's kind of my goal. Mm -hmm. and, and just to have, you know, train out and have, uh, go out and train out the greatest matches that I can, mm -hmm. yeah. So in terms of 2019, man, just keep working hard and probably, like I'd sing cliche or whatever, folk always say this, but I'm going to be working harder than I've ever worked before. Without, I mean, not that I've not worked hard, but I'll be working a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously now in Edinburgh, the good thing obviously in Edinburgh is you've got your, you've got Discovery in Edinburgh as well now, so you've yeah. got opportunities locally as well. You've yeah, done a yeah. few things with them last year, so. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was I, that, was I, did, I did November against Andy. Aye, aye. Yeah, the hot and hell stuff. That was aye, just there. God, that was last year, eh? I keep forgetting we're in a media. <laughs> yeah, so there's obviously so much opportunities and hopefully 2019, that we see a lot more of you, you in 2019 overall. I hope so. Mm. I hope so. Right. Now, quickly before we finish, Liam, in a true Eat Sleep Suplex retweet fashion, we've got some quick fire questions for you. Cool. It's literally quick fire answers you just think of the first thing up the top of your head. Right. Uh, so the first one is uh, Rock or Austin? Austin. Trish or Lita? Trish. Cody or Omega? Cody. Night in or night out? Night in. PlayStation or Xbox? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be... joking. I'll say I'll say Xbox because I do actually have an Xbox, but I've just I really play it. I do. I mean, uh, definitely Xbox because I do like to play. I just I'm I'm too lazy to play. These are quick fire questions. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. It's no problem. Mate. Favorite wrestling pay per view of all time? Oh, that's too difficult. Uh, think, first thing you think of? Oh, that's too hard. I really like WrestleMania 10. Right. Because of the Brett Owen match. Ah, oh, classic. So that and then Brett wins the title. Now that was. Yeah, I'd say that's probably one or another one will come to mind. I mean, I like SummerSlam '92 as well. Not for the the quality of matches of that. Obviously, the build-up match was brilliant, mm -hmm. uh, but just for the atmosphere and and stuff. Aye, yeah, yeah. definitely. The, the favourite venue that you've wrestled at? I'm probably gonna say the Ballad Up Hall, probably. Right. Just because it was the first place I wrestled, and then mm. obviously, <laughs> like wrestling at the Hydro was amazing. And, and now that I think about it, actually, maybe the Barrowlands would be joint one as well. Oh, it's a great atmosphere in the Barrowlands. Aye, because I went to see so many fans there and everything, so to, to wrestle there was it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Your dream opponent? 
dream opponent. Do they need to be? Can they be like not alive? Yeah, sure. Uh, Owen Hart, definitely. Aye, class really one. Your favourite tag team of all time? Probably the Hart Foundation because, like, growing up, man, they were my team. Yeah. Your, your biggest inspiration in wrestling? It kind of changes over time because, like, growing up, I was a massive, massive Bret Hart fan, like ridiculous and then once I started wrestling it maybe changed a wee bit we, we dynamite kid Owen Hart a lot like, mm-hmm. um, was a big influence um, on me yeah so probably Owen Hart mm-hmm. and finally your favourite wrestler of all time I mean I'll probably have to say Bret Hart because I was such a big fan growing up and obviously I'm, I'm still a big fan I'm now and still watch his matches even just earlier today I was watching Bret Hart v Ric Flair from sold out 98 right and I was just watching earlier today so yeah I mean uh, it, it would be Bret Hart Brilliant. no worries so yeah that's that's all for me so Arisa good to quick fire keep firing more you got me <laughs> I like them oh god I've ran out maybe I've ran out the other one we have is favourite wrestling game but you're not really a big wrestling gamer <laughs> Well, there was one because my brother was more into computers than me. Uh, mm. Was it the Attitude one? Was it Attitude? Was that one? Uh, oh yeah. no, no! Remember the one, the one called uh, Royal Rumble. It was mm. like, really, I mean, like Yokozuna was in it and everything. Oh, that's another. I've not heard of that one. Just used to do. I'm sure it was called Royal Rumble, um, and it must have been for the Super Nintendo or even maybe the Masters. But even for the Super Nintendo, I just remember the the punching and kicking. You could just literally just punch and kick somebody constantly and it would stop them from doing anything and they get annoyed I remember that game I need to look that one up. No one we've ever seen. We did, we did a gaming show last year. Oh, right. Not, not one that ever came up, not one that propped up anywhere. So. This was like, I'm sure it was around about the time, it was like Yokozuna, Bret Hart. I think Macho Man was still in it. Oh, so I, I reckon it would have been about 93. Mm-hmm. Um, because he left after that. Um, uh, but cool. Uh, any more quick fire questions? Your favourite current wrestler in the UK? Oh, that's a question. Mm-hmm. It's probably Wolfgang, to be honest. Oh, yeah, he's pretty yeah. brilliant. The years I've watched him, he's just got better and better all the time. Yeah, he's, I mean, Joe Coffey as well, man. I've got to give him props to. So, uh, you're one to watch for 2019, actually, upcoming wrestler. Wish I didn't ask for more questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a trainee at PBW, Dean Ford. He's, I think he's got a lot of promise. Ah, uh, I've, I've heard a lot, heard a few things about him, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great attitude and a great guy. So, yeah, I think he's one to watch definitely for the new year. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So, is that anything upcoming that you want to? I know you're going to be in the the one fall sessions in a couple of months. Aye, Friday, March twenty second, mm-hmm. one fall sessions, and it's at Glasgow. There's still, I think there's still tickets available. Um, I think, I think that is brilliant. It. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Carmel's back for one night only, so you don't want to miss that. Do not miss that. Mm-hmm. That's going to that's going to be special. And also, you've got Andy Wilde there. You've got um, Jackie Polo, Billy Kirkwood. So it's going to be a great night. I'm so, so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, have a couple of pints, have a laugh. Ah, absolutely. Have you got any uh, upcoming bookings at all that you, we can, uh, fans well, can see yet? Follow me at BadBoyLMT on Twitter and at BadBoyLMT on Instagram. And I've got a Facebook page as well. I've got like, I've got like t-shirts left for the, you know, the 316 ones. So <laughs> if anybody's wanting one of those, uh, just hit me up. Excellent. Well, that has been that is Liam Thompson. Obviously, if you, this you can follow us, Suplex Retweet. You can on any good podcasting sites, Spotify, iTunes, uh, and we're also on all social medias at Suplex Retweet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So 
for me, this is Steve Wilson. I'd like to thank yourself, Liam, for taking the time. No worries, man. I'm sure I think if there's anything entertaining I can say. Ah, go, go for it. Spill it out. <laughs> nah, there's nothing entertaining I can say. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, brilliant. It was a good laugh, mate. Thanks very much. Nice, mate. Good talking. Yeah, I'll hopefully do it again soon. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, bye. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now